Hello and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson and I am your host today. And today we are talking about why self-care is not selfish. One of the things that I see day after day in my life and in my business is that professional driven men and women who feel guilty because giving themselves any self-care at all, even at substandard levels. What they need to understand is that self-care is not selfish, and today I am going to give you 10 reasons why it's not and how it benefits everyone around you. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep-level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, and welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. Today, we are talking about why self-care is not selfish, and I'm going to give you 10 reasons that I came up with. I'm also going to share with you how it benefits everyone in the whole world when you take care of yourself. So I talked earlier about how I see every day how busy, professional Uh, driven men and women feel absolutely guilty about giving themselves any type of self-care at all. I believe this stems from the way the majority of of us are raised from birth. Um, And I always kind of talk more about women because that is my experience. And I do believe that there is a lot of very unrealistic expectations for women. So we're, we're expected to always care for and make someone else happy before ourselves. We are expected to take the role of the caregiver, even when we work full time and have a business and or have a business, I should say. Not to mention, we are sometimes expected to take the brunt of the household chores as well. This, my friend, is a heavy load to take. And it is just not sustainable for one person without the repercussions on your health in some way, shape, or form. And now this can manifest in people in different ways. You know, like one person might get extremely stressed and get high blood pressure. One person might, it might make them extremely anxious and they might have panic attacks. One person might get an autoimmune disease or some people might just carry a lot of pain in their bodies. There's different ways that people handle extreme levels of stress for long periods of time. Now, what happened to me, and I talked about this before, was I had a stroke at the age of 39. I was just doing way too much. It was not sustainable. And my body said, no way, you need some rest. So they made me rest. My body made me rest. A big part of the problem is convincing you, all these amazing people out here, Uh, smart, capable, powerful women, men too. Uh, This happens to men too. I do think there's just way more expectations for these types of duties that I'm talking about on women, but men are put in this position also. Um, I just need to give you some reasons to help convince you that, you know, practicing self-care is just not selfish. Um, Sometimes we need to go against society's unreasonable 
and might I say, kind of bullshit expectations of us to do everything, be everything, and look good doing it at the same time. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Not only do we have to do everything and not be tired and be happy, but we have to look good too, okay? Otherwise, we get judged in certain ways by certain people. But we need to like turn a blind eye to that. Put the blinders on, hop off the hamster wheel and take your health and your well-being and your happiness into your own hands and realize that when you take care of yourself, you not only are taking care of yourself, but you're taking care of the rest of the people in your lives also. So let's start getting into it. Reason number one. Okay. When you take care of yourself at a high level, You feel good about yourself. When you feel good, the people around you will also feel good. A ripple effect that will continue to move through all the people in your life and in their lives and then so on and so on and so on. So why do you feel so good when you take care of yourself? Well, it's all about like, you know, you're getting enough rest, you're setting healthy boundaries, you're eating well, you're exercising, all these different things make you feel better. Also, the better you care for yourself the better you want to care for yourself, if that makes sense. So once you start like putting some of these healthy habits into place, the more respect and care you will have to yourself for yourself and you will continue to do this. And when you feel good, you go out into the world, you have this, a certain vibration about you, a certain mood, and that's what you're putting out into the world. You're feeling good about yourself. And so that is what you're going to spread (laughs) to the other people in your life. So think about when you're not feeling good and you're stressed and you're overworked or you're feeling underappreciated or taken advantage of, you could be quite cranky, right? I know I was. And so when that crankiness can resonate the same way and you might not want to be cranky with um, say maybe your partner when work is stressing you out. You might not want to be cranky with your kids if your partner is stressing you out, whatever that might be, whoever's making you cranky or whatever situation is making you cranky. You don't really want to spread that vibration or that mood or whatever you want to call it. Um, But it just happens. It's just like you just walk into the room and it's just felt. So have you ever like been in a room and somebody walks in, somebody that just has this beautiful aura, vibration, whatever you want to call it, and you just want to be around them? That's the person who's really taking good care of themselves and they're happy and they feel good. And that's what they're reflecting right back to you. Okay. So that was number one. Number two, When you practice self-care, you get sick less. So this allows you to continue with whatever it is you want to continue doing. It allows you to continue to work, play, help care for others that you want to care for. When you don't take care of yourself and you get run down and you get sick, then you can't continue on with with what you want to do. You know, whether that be fun or work or just take responsibilities, taking care of kids or parents or whoever that you have to take care of. And it interferes with your daily life, which can also cause a little bit of stress. So when you fall behind on work or when you have to try to find somebody else to help you care for something or when you have to try to some find someone else to do something for you, that might cause a lot of stress in your life, which in turn will help you still not feel good. So the more you practice self-care, the more you will stay healthy and get sick less. Number three, when you care about your stress levels, when you take care of those stress levels and you help keep them level, no pun intended, but you will help avoid many health issues. So I talked about this a little bit at the beginning where uh, stress 
um, creates different health issues and different wellness issues and different people in different ways, right? So when somebody is, you know, dealing with some extreme stress for a long period of time, that might raise their blood pressure. Um, they might have an autoimmune disease. They might have a lot of anxiety. They might be depressed. They might have heart disease. They might. It's, there's just so many different ways that uh, stress can affect us. Also, sometimes it causes, causes insomnia, which when we're not getting enough rest, that causes so many other things that, it, you know, that you also get sick more when you don't get enough sleep. So there's like this, this continuously connected circle that happens when you do not take care of yourself. And sometimes it takes some time to see this because a lot of these things are considered normal in our society. Like how normal is it to, to know at least, like say, say you pick 10 people in your life, how normal is it for most of those people to be on some type of medication, right? How normal is that? That doesn't mean that um, that's what we should allow. That doesn't mean that's what we should accept. That just means that it's normal because there's a ton of people out there that are overworked, stressed out, not getting enough rest, not caring for themselves because this is not what is accepted in society as normal, right? So when you, when you care for yourself, you don't just do yourself the favor, you do other people the favor. Um, the next one. So what are we on? Four? Four. I think we're on four. Let me see. I don't have them numbered here. I have a list. I have notes that I'm following and I don't, I, I did not number them. So I think we're on four. Wait, where am I? Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm on four. Sorry about that. I got lost. When you practice self-care, you can put your best self into the world. Okay. That might mean that you can be a better partner, a better friend, daughter, sister, mother, business owner, employee, whatever it is you spend your time doing. It could be done better if you care for yourself first. And now who doesn't want that, right? Who doesn't want to put their best self into the world? I know I do. Whenever I do something, I want it to be top notch, right? And aren't there times when we do something when it's not, and we know it's not because we might be tired, right? Um, This happens in my business a lot where if I don't feel good or I'm stressed out, I actually will not do my work sometimes. So like if I am um, scheduled to do a live or something like this, if I'm supposed to do my podcast and I'm feeling like some heavy emotion, like maybe I'm tired, maybe I'm sick, maybe I'm feeling stressed, maybe I'm sad, maybe I'm angry about something. I need to get into the right frame of mind before I start doing this work because I want to put my best self into my work. It's so important to me. And this doesn't always work out perfectly, but when we practice self-care on a daily basis, we can put our best selves into the world. We can you know, improve the odds of doing our best work, right? And this is what we want. We want to put that, push that forward. And can you see how that would have a ripple effect on the people around us? So I'm trying to talk you into or convince you that self-care is not selfish. So when we do this, when we take care of ourselves and we put our best work into the world, not only are we making ourselves happy, not only are we fulfilling our life purpose, but we're improving the lives of the people around us. Like, so if we're putting our best stuff out there for our partner, for our friends, for our kids, right? For our parents, we're putting our best self into our business, into our job, whatever it is, then you have a ripple effect on all the people around you. Okay, next. 
when you eat well and exercise, you will feel better. You will have more energy. You'll have less visits to the doctor and you'll get sick less, right? So this kind of goes back to what I just talked about a little bit. So eating well and exercising automatically makes you feel better. There's so many scientific reasons and I'm not really going to get into all those different scientific reasons, but I can do a whole podcast on this one thing right here, right? And this is why I strive to eat a whole food plant-based diet because this is what makes me feel the best. And whenever I talk with clients, I always encourage everybody um, at the very simplest level to eat real food, which sounds very simple, but it's not easy in today's day. Like when you go to the food store, there's not a lot of real food at the food store, right? So um, eating well and making an effort to eat well and exercising helps make you feel better. It gives you more energy. It gives you confidence. It helps you feel like, helps you look better. Um, And this has a lot to do with the way you feel about yourself. It's not just about... um, being very superficial and I want to look better and have the best body. It's like, even if nothing has really changed in in the way you look, doing this will make you look better just because you'll feel better. If that makes sense, you're putting out that energy, right? You're glowing, you're eating well, you're exercising and you have, you're energized until you just look better, right? Um, This also keeps you well. This keeps the doctor away, right? Exercising an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? How how old is that saying? Um, So these things make a huge difference. Also, when we eat well and we exercise and we put this into the world, the people around us are more encouraged to do the same, right? So this has a, a really good ripple effect. Also, going back to number one, it'll have that just being in the, a better mood, having more energized, brings that vibration into whatever room you're entering, whether that be your home, your workspace, your business, whatever room you're entering, then that's the vibe that you're going to bring into that room. Next, getting enough sleep will also have the same effect on your health and energy. This is so true. All these little things that you can do every day are considered deep level self-care as far as I'm concerned, and they add to everything that you put out into the world. So getting enough sleep does the same thing. It helps you feel better. It helps you have more energy. It helps you put your best work into the world. It reduces stress and anxiety because when we're tired, these things get uber emphasized in your life. I don't know about you, but when I don't get a good night's sleep, I am so much more easily stressed out Like the littlest things stress me out because I'm just tired. I'm at the end of my stick, so to speak. And also when we're tired like that, we can be a little edgy, even with the people that we love. And we don't want to be that way, right? How many times have you snapped at somebody when you're tired? (laughs) I know I do this. I've done this before many times. And then you feel so bad about it, right? You don't want to do it. It just happens because you're, you're, you're out of, um, any type of stored up energy that will help you like be able to like deal with the different things that come up during a regular day. Right. So you like, you're, you're tapped out. You don't have that energy anymore. Okay. Next setting and maintaining healthy personal boundaries will help you have a more aligned, happy relationship with people. This keeps everyone in your life happy. They know what to expect and they know how you expect to be treated. Everyone is better off when there's clear maintained boundaries. So this is just, um, 
this is for all the people that say that feel like they're being taken advantage of. I'm being walked all over. This person does this to me. This person does that to me. And this is all about setting and maintaining boundaries. Like, and I know a lot about this because I was like the A number one people pleaser and I had no boundaries. And I did feel that way. I felt like everyone was taking advantage of me. They didn't respect me. I'm doing this thing for them and they don't respect it. But what, what we don't understand and what takes it's a hard lesson to learn is that we need to set the boundary and we need to maintain it. Even when we tell another person our boundary, they're going to, they're going to step over that, especially if they're not used to it being there. And it's not because they don't respect you. And it's not because of they dislike you or they're trying to make you angry. It's just because they're not used to it being there and it was never there before. And they just have to get used to to the new situation. So you're going to have to remind people that, no, I'm not going to do this. Yes, I'm going to do this. But And if you don't maintain it and you allow people to step over that boundary, they're going to know that you don't mean business and that none of of the boundaries that you say you have are going to mean anything. So you have to be strong about maintaining these boundaries. When we show people what we're willing to tolerate and what we're not willing to tolerate, then they know exactly how to treat us. When we treat ourselves at the highest level, people know how to treat you also. You're setting an example. Another point to make is that your boundary doesn't necessarily line up with everybody else's boundaries. It also might not be what society considers a normal boundary. So just because like 10 other people in your life might be okay with something. And in your head, you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I'm just not okay with that. I don't understand these people. I'm not okay with that. But obviously everybody else is, so I guess I have to tolerate this. No, you don't. If this is a boundary that's important to you and it's not okay in your life and it upsets you or it stresses you out or it makes you anxious, whatever it's, however it's disrupting your life, set the boundary and maintain it. It doesn't really matter what everybody else is doing. What matters is how you feel inside and how are you going to support yourself? This is about treating yourself at the highest level, giving yourself the respect that you deserve because the only person who's going to do that is yourself. You have to set the example everybody else follows. That's just how it works. And so as soon as you can accept that, and, that, and know that you're the one that has to create this. It doesn't come from doing people favors. It doesn't come from being nice to people. It doesn't come in any of these ways. The only way that you get treated and respected the way you want to is by teaching people how to do that and doing that for yourself. So setting and maintaining clean boundaries also allows you to line up with the people that are really, you know, they're aligned with your life. So like there might be a person in your life now and you set this new boundary and you have to keep maintaining it with them. And slowly but surely this person kind of like drifts out of your life. But at the same time, other people are getting to know you and they have the same types of boundaries and they respect you. And you're bringing in people that are more aligned with the types of things that you're comfortable with and they're comfortable with. And the people who are questioning your boundaries and pushing those boundaries, those are the people that don't belong in your life. Right. And they'll just slowly kind of like drift out. And so like when you have strong boundaries and you maintain them and you respect your time and your space and your energy levels and you protect those, um, then you are treating the rest of the world. You're teaching the rest of the world how to treat you. Everyone is better off when there's clear boundaries. They know what to expect when they step into a room with you. 
They know exactly what to expect. They don't have to guess. They don't have to decide to behave a certain way or they have to walk on eggshells around you. They know what to expect. They know how to treat you. They know what you consider you know, acceptable and what's not acceptable. And they want to be in your life. And so they are part of it. And so they respect these boundaries. End of story, right? It's really that simple. So I think this is a big one. I always consider boundaries to be like the foundation of all self-care. And I find it very hard to give yourself and maintain like a high level of self-care for yourself if you don't have boundaries. I feel like that's that's just the foundation that you have to put down first. So if you feel this way, if you feel like people aren't respecting you or walking all over you, um, take a look at the boundaries that you might need to set and start doing that. Okay, when you practice Self-care, this is the next one. People around you can learn that it is also possible for them. You are a mentor, a positive example for the people in your life. So I always use kids as an example, but you're an example for everyone in your life. And you'd be surprised how many people might look up to you and might look to you as an example. You might never know. You might never find out. But I'm telling you, people are watching you and not in a negative way. They're watching you because they respect you. Okay. But the best way that I could use this example is with children. And when you set strong boundaries and you take care of yourself at a highest level, you take, you're taking care of yourself and you know, you don't allow people to step over your boundaries and you represent that and put that hundred percent into your life and your kids see that they learn how to do that just naturally. And one of the things I love about my kids is the fact that they could set strong boundaries and, and they're not afraid to, they're not even nervous about it because it just comes so natural to them. So I have um, my youngest daughter who is 22, who does this all the time. I don't even think she thinks of it as a boundary, but I notice it because I know people who don't have these types of boundaries. So she'll call me on her way home from work and she she lives in a city. And so she'll be walking home outside and she'll be tired because um, usually it's late at night. And she calls me just to you know let me know that she's okay. And she just wants to talk to me for a few minutes. But what she says to me when she gets on the phone is she sets the boundary right away. She says, mom, as soon as I get to my apartment, I'm going to get off the phone because I want to go upstairs. I want to eat. I want to like unwind, play some video games and then go to bed. Right? So she wants to decompress after work. And she doesn't want to talk to me. It's not that she doesn't love me or doesn't want to spend time with me. She just needs to be by herself to decompress. She's been with people all day, but she just wanted to talk to me for a few minutes. But she sets the boundary. She does it with absolutely no guilt. And I don't, I, I'm so impressed with the way she sets boundaries that I'm just beaming with pride. I don't say anything, but I am beaming with pride because when I was her age, I had no boundaries, zero, absolutely none. I just wanted to please everybody. I turned into the person that that person wanted me to be when I was with them. That was that was what I learned to do. That's how I was for a long time. So when I see somebody setting a boundary like this, I'm just like in awe. I just, I love it. And I love how there's absolutely no guilt because it's just a natural thing. And that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Okay. So setting an example for other people, setting an example for your kids, maybe a really good friend, maybe even a parent, right? So a lot of our parents, they come from a generation when this was just not a thing, right? It's not a thing. As a matter of fact, 
um, they might call us different names, you know, oh, you're soft, you're so sensitive, whatever. But, um, and this is the, what I'm talking about, the society's expectations of working yourself to death and how that's a badge of honor in the society, today's society. And I see this shifting a lot and I'm so glad that it's shifting. Just looking at my kids, I see the shift and I think it's wonderful, but there's a lot of people who don't know how to do this, including the older generation of um, like our parents' age. So being a mentor and a positive example to the people around you is is the benefit to the world that you're giving when you take care of yourself. So once again, self-care is not selfish. Next, when we learn how to de-stress and handle our strong, our strong emotions properly, we can respond to situations rather than react. This helps us have respectful, positive relationships with people, and it sets an example for our friends, our family, and our children. And so what this is about is it's really learning how to handle your feelings and be able to respond to situations instead of to overreact um, or just react, you know, very emotionally, right? And a lot of us aren't taught this as children, as most of us aren't. And so I'm not judging. I'm not setting out judgment saying that we don't know how to handle our emotions, but a lot of us don't, including myself. And so this was something I had to teach myself as an adult, right? And so when you're feeling sad or mad or angry or stressed or anxiety, it's learning how to sit in that emotion and feel it because it's uncomfortable. So a lot of us, in order to move that motion right away or suppress it or do whatever, we explode. It's a strong emotion and it's uncomfortable feeling. So we react like we don't want to be in it, but really learning how to be in the emotion and acknowledge it. So like thinking to yourself, man, I feel really, let's say sad is the emotion you're feeling. So I feel really sad right now. It's so uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to sit in it. Why do I feel sad? And then just figure out why you're sad and allow yourself to be sad. There's nothing wrong with these emotions. There's a reason we're feeling these emotions. And to be able to process the emotion, move through the emotion, and then help it that energy move through your body, we need to like sit in it. We need to acknowledge it. We need to know what it is before we move through it. So sometimes we'll feel a strong emotion. We don't know if it's anger. We don't know if it's stress. We don't know if it's anxiety. We don't know what it is, but it just sucks. And we just want to get it past. We want it to go away. We want to push it down or get it out or scream. Right. And sometimes dealing with anger, you know, you can scream, but don't react with a scream, maybe scream into a pillow by yourself in another room, but <laughs> to like, ex to ex expel some of that energy or whatever, but learning how to de-stress and handle your strong emotions properly is it's golden. It's like the, one of the deepest levels of self-care. It's one of the most important things that you can do for yourself because it'll help de-escalate almost any situation that maybe before always escalated. Right. So you could turn, you could change any bad situation into a better situation by learn, learning how to handle your emotions and respond in a better way. Okay. And this might take some time. You know, like no one, there's no rule out there that says that you have to respond to a situation immediately. There's no rule that says you can't say, I'm sorry, I need to think about this a little bit. So I need to remove myself from this situation right here and go some, be by myself for a little while. And I will be back to talk with you about this at another time. There's no, nothing that says that you can't do that. 
And if someone is forcing you to react, or they're pushing you to react, or they're trying to get you to react, then there's something wrong there. There should be like a respectful side of the relationship where you're allowed to take the time and the space to respond to the situation, right? This is what I'm talking about, This how this helps us have respectful, positive relationships with people and then can set an example for our friends, family, and especially our children when they see us handle really tough situations calmly and they, they see that it's only human to cry and it's okay to be angry as long as we're not lashing out, right? It's okay to feel these feelings. It's okay to say it out loud. And that's what I, that's how it, I started to learn how to deal with my feelings is like really know what the feeling is because a lot of times it's just a strong feeling. So what is it? I'm feeling very, what is it? Am I mad? Am I stressed? What is it? Am I just anxious? What is it? Right? So I'm feeling really angry and this is why I'm feeling angry. Actually saying it out loud or writing it out in a journal. I'm angry because so-and-so did this to me. I'm very angry about it. And then like, trying to move through it. So moving through it for me is about feeling it. If I need to cry, if I need to scream into a pillow, whatever it is, I don't want to react and like kind of throw up that emotion all over another person because it's my emotion and I just need to handle it myself. Right. And then if it's something, a difficult problem that you're having with another person, there could be a discussion later on, a response, not a reaction, not a screaming reaction, but a response. And, and then figure out how you can move through that strong emotion. So like figuring out how to move through a strong emotion for me is when I'm sad, sometimes I need to talk to another person. When I'm feeling angry, going for a run helps me. When I'm feeling stressed, meditation and yoga helps me, right? When I'm feeling anxious, um, also meditation, yoga helps me. Anxious also, um, I like spending time with a person that I love, okay? So different things work for different strong emotions for me. So it's about feeling the emotion and then helping that, processing that energy, moving it through your body, right? So that's, that's, um, a very deep level of self-care that's a, a gift that you can give yourself learning what helps you. And I didn't make this point yet. Everybody's different. So what works for me, like going for a run when I'm angry, is not going to work for the next person. It might work for some people, but not everybody. So giving yourself the gift of taking the time and space to feel your emotions, name them, know why you're feeling that way, and then helping that energy, that, 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 what, whatever type of energy it is, whether it's sadness, anger, anxiety, move through your body so that you can move on is so important. So be sure to like take the time to do this for yourself. Okay. We're on the last one. I spent a lot of time in, on, on that one. <laughs> when we make it a priority to love ourselves and tune into our feelings and our intuition, we can make better informed decisions and respect the way we spend our time and who we spend our time with. In turn, the people around us can get to know our authentic self and have a stronger, more authentic connection and experience with us. So I look at this as us not wasting our time and not wasting anybody else's time. So this is about taking the time to slow down for a bit and feel your feelings and your intuition and make, make decisions based on how you feel, okay? Um, I want to do this because this makes me happy. I don't want to do this because this makes me 
uncomfortable. We can make better informed incisions when we tune into our intuition and we really think about what's important to us, what are our values, and what we what we want to spend our time doing. When we're more intentional with our time, we create more time. Say, when we spend the time on the things that are really important to us, the things that we value, we create more time. And we need to like tune into ourselves, our feelings, and our true self, our intuition, to be able to know what our values are, to be able to know what we want to spend our time doing. And when we become laser-focused, on being more intentional about our time, the right people will be in our lives and the right people will leave our lives, just like anything else that I talked about today. Because when we're spending our time doing the things we love and we're really like marinating in our own values and we're respecting our own values and we're not doing something because it's important to somebody else, we're doing it because it's something that we value, then the people that are more that are aligned with that will just be in your life. Okay. And I feel like this is very respectful. It's like putting your authentic self out there and connecting with the people who are aligned with that version of yourself, that true version of yourself. And when you do that, when you're a hundred percent yourself, it's really just about being yourself, like be yourself and share that with the world because you will have a stronger, more authentic connection with the people in your lives. And, and like I said, it's respectful because you're respecting your own time, but you're also respecting other people's time. You're not putting some fake version of yourself in front of that person just to make them happy or just to appease them or to avoid a conflict. You're putting your real self out there so that you can have a true connection with another person. Okay. So those are some of the reasons why self-care is not selfish. When we take care of ourselves at this high level, when we take the time and we know the importance of daily self-care, these are things that we can do daily. We put our best possible version, the most honest version of ourselves, into the world. That's, that's what we're here for, I believe, okay? We put our best foot forward, which to me is the only way to put yourself into the world. We set an example for others to follow. We show them that this is how good it can be and this is how good it should be. We teach others how we want to be treated and we can make the world a better place this way. So this is why self-care is not selfish. And so what's the next step, right? So what can you do? How can you move forward? I think the first thing that you could do is to take some time today, stop for a moment and just be present with yourself and then ask yourself, what do I need right now? And then make sure you listen and figure out how to give yourself that thing. That's the first step. And then just do that again, and then do that again, and then do it again. I'll keep sharing with you more ways you could do this on a daily basis here on the podcast. Um, you could also join me on my YouTube channel. You can come into my Facebook group, which is all has the same name as the podcast, Soul Align Self-Care. So you could find me there. I put links in the show notes. So if you wanted to check me out there, you could. But I want you to always remember to add deep level self-care into your daily life. Okay. Um, I want to also tell you that I'm going to start giving you journaling questions that you could ask yourself to kind of emphasize each episode of the podcast, as long as it feels right. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can grab the journal prompts for this week. There's only going to be three journal questions each week. So it'll be something quick you could do for yourself. So like, this is another way you can get started. You could start journaling out and answering these questions 
and you could do this once a week with me here. And so I thought that would be helpful. I thought it would be quick way that you can give yourself little tiny bits of daily self-care. So I'll put that link in the show notes where you can um, grab your journal prompts. And I hope that you enjoy that. I also hope it's helpful to you. So until next time, I'm sending you some extra love and care. And I will see you next Friday. Bye.